Hey everybody, if you are tuning in, then you are here with your host, Brandy J. Singleton, the world we live in, aka a voice to be reckoned with. Today everyone, I have a guest, and that is Alex Fleming. Yes, Alex Fleming, and uh, Alex Fleming does the magic perspective for the Orlando Magic. He has his own show. Fantasies and flavors, but it's not football season. So, but also you can find Alex on radio, sports talk, unfiltered. But let me just stop and go ahead and let the man tell you himself. Uh, welcome, Alex. Hey everybody, welcome back to my shows, Brandy J. Singleton, uh, the world we live in, aka a voice to be reckoned with. I have here today with me the awesome, the man that does a lot, <laughs> Alex Fleming uh, from Magic Perspective. Uh, I mean, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and let Alex tell you who he is. Hey, Alex. Hey, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, my name is Alex Fleming. I cover basketball with the Magic Perspective for the Orlando Magic. Uh, I have my own show, Fantasy and Flavors, but it's not football season yet. You can catch me on the radio and on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter with Sports Talk Unfiltered. And I write from time to time football with the Bucks Report. That would be the Tampa Bay Bucks. But uh, thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Um, I had always wanted to to reach reach out um, to you, and I think that day you were um, you were being you were very active online, and I saw some stuff, and I was like, okay, uh, perfect opportunity. Just <laughs> and so I, I thank you for responding. Um, so uh, Alex, with with me, I do a lot. I do a lot of different things, like my topics and stuff vary, but I always try to make it to where they count they matter somewhere for somebody you know and uh i know as for me right now bull, well to be completely honest with you from the time we we uh you know we um put this together you said we're gonna meet and do you know this topic whatever things have transpired <laughs> you know since then in the world has lots of mine and we have this this rioting going on and so i mean i don't i don't know it doesn't mean that this makes this less important it just is really, just really intense and you can't help but to really go there. You know what I mean? So uh, as far as the bullying topic, you said you had your own personal experience, which I'm very interested in. And I just kind of want to know, like what, what was your story when you experienced bullying? Well, personally, um, poor kid, poor black kid, Illinois, uh, grew up next to a military base, not a lot of kind people. And that's from our side and the opposite side. Mm -hmm. um, being a standout by the way I speak and the way I hold myself, black community really didn't like me because they thought I was a sellout. White community didn't like me because they saw I was a threat. So I've been a bit of a loner for quite some time. Um, it was a while and it took a while before I realized that I had to embrace me. You can't love anyone if you can't even love yourself. Mm. And then I'm thinking with all the upbringing that I had and all the choices that were made in life, 
I'm thankful for my British English teacher in Miss Evans. I'm thankful for my education at Broadmeadow and Palo Duro and Ardmore High School because it shaped and molded me to the person that I am today. So you know what? I probably would have worked out a little bit more as a kid, but other than that, I wouldn't have changed a thing. All right, amen, amen. I like that. And you said something very, very important. You said, if you can't love, basically self-love, you gotta love yourself. You know, and I tried to explain that to somebody the other day because I wanted people to know I've experienced, you know what I mean? Like, I could connect. I, I've experienced my share, I would say bullying when I was younger, but I couldn't really like focus in on it because I didn't really, really let it affect me back then. Like I knew it was happening and it was mean, but I couldn't really see it at the time as bullying because I still, it never made me want to change who I was. I still thought I was cute <laughs> and all that stuff, but <clears throat> It didn't make me feel the way, to be honest, the way that kids are taking it now. They're committing suicide. They're letting it define who they are. It's just, it's a hot mess. So I thank you for sharing that because uh, you said something that's important. That's what lacking. That's what's lacking as a part of basically you have to love yourself, you know, to be able to know that just because people try to, to label you or say things, I tell my students, you could just say it and make it true. So let's start there. You know who you are then we'll start there. It's not nice, yeah. <laughs> but once it's affecting you to where you have, you believe these things and now you want to end your life or go to the school and shoot everybody else. You know what I mean? It's like one or the other. I remember Columbine. I remember 19, I think that was 98 or was that 99? I'm not quite sure, but I know it was one or the other. Yeah. I remember Columbine and... Um, it was on Adolf Hitler's birthday. That's why I remember it. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was his birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yes, 1999. I believe it was April 20th. Um, they went and shot up people just because they didn't look like them. A lot of unpopular kids. Yeah. Bullying has lasting effects. Yeah. Um, I myself am not going to say that I have never been a bully because I know I've been pretty rude when it comes to sports talk, but sports talk and education and life are three completely different things. Um, I've made it to this point because I'd be damned if someone comes on my show or goes to my site or tries to say that I'm not aware of what I'm talking about. I put in the hours, I put in the effort and I put in the work. So if I'm a bit of a bully, in sports media, it's only because you have to earn that title. That's not something that's given. You have to earn that. But kids nowadays, they seem to be lost. Yeah. I remember growing up to G.I. Joe, Transformers, right. Brave Star, GoBots, Thundercats, you know, <laughs> you know, yes. Pe people don't give no respect to the GoBots. They don't. No respect to the GoBots. Remember Scooter? <laughs> I, re I remember Scooter. I remember Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 nowadays, you know, I can't even say the Power Rangers or, or Barney. I I have no idea what today's <laughs> generation is watching. But it seems like our system is being watered down. We want everything so nice and fluffy and everybody gets a participation trophy. That's not life. Not everybody's going to get that career they want. Not everybody's going to meet that goal they want. Not everybody's going to get the wife or the husband they want. 
And I think if kids get a dose of reality early, they won't be so soft right. later. Yeah. You said very important, reality. Like, can't sugarcoat or soften, you know, things for them to make them think. Cause then they start to think they are entitled to things and it's just going to happen and they don't have to really work for, you know what I mean? Or they can just get what they want. But that thinking is also comes from a place, you know what I mean? It's like somebody's responsible for their behavior and that type of thinking. You know, they say it always starts in the home, you know? So we got to take a look at that as uh, I, I say parents, uh, administrators, the law, like every everybody, we all, it, it's all, all of us, because they're kids. So once we, we put it, so once we start making it about like, is if they're in some kind of control, you know what I mean? It's uh, pretty much that's why they think they're in control, you know, and they they don't know. When you say the word kid, you have to really think about it because we were kids. That's a kid, baby, haven't experienced anything. And whatever they have experienced, the reason why they're doing what they're doing, because what I've learned is from a bully, from the bully perspective, that's just as well as the pain that they're giving out to the bullied, that bullying is coming from somewhere. Either they're being bullied at home or they're, or they're dealing with some sort of, you know, pain. But a lot of times statistics have shown that the bully has been bullied or is being bullied too, probably by a parent. I had a guest that told me that he used to get bullied by his father, you know, and uh, that transferred over, you know, into the behavior. And his, his story was uh, the bullying had a major role in every choice he made in his life, every choice from the from jail to the trouble to the drugs to, to everything that that came with. And I just wanted to, people to understand there's so many people saying, oh, that's normal. Bullying is normal. Uh, you know what I mean? And not kind of like wishing it away. And I'm like, that's not true. There's people that are still to this day as a grown adult <laughs> that has been scarred and holding on to that. You know, if you got somebody going to a school and, you know, <clears throat> I came across this African-American girl I started this um, this group, uh, a bully project. I have my own project, and then there's one I joined, so I can have access to resources and to other people. And I came across this young lady. She's like 13 or 14 years old, and she. Uh, the good thing, what I can say is she's still breathing, you know. But what she did was she went home, and got a hold of her mom's, you know, her her handgun, and unfortunately she knew where to go to get that, you know. And she went to school. And so as of right now. What it didn't say is if she hurt anybody, but she's uh, locked up, you know, and facing, you know, criminal charges, you know, but this is what I see. Is the system going to fail her? Yes, she did something wrong. But why does she have to do something wrong before to get noticed for somebody to pay attention? And I've seen this happen in front of my eyes before. When the child reacts, that's when it becomes a problem. We can say the exact same thing about our current zeitgeist. Nobody was paying attention and nobody cared until their businesses, their bank account, and their ESPN watching was affected. Mm. No one really cared or took the time to pay attention to what's been happening in other people communities besides their own. But the second something disrupts their lives, yeah. now they start to pay attention. Yep. You notice how I kept that nice and clean and didn't go anywhere near political? Yep. Now, bullying is a bit of the same way. Our children are lost. 
as adults, we suffer from a lack of leadership. So you can only imagine what our children are going through. Yeah. Keep in mind that they've been taken away from their friends, their teammates, their yeah. teachers, probably some of their best supporters. And they've been locked down in A, homes that are struggling to pay the bills. Yeah. B, abusive homes, which is a completely different story altogether. Yeah. C, places they probably don't want to be because they see everybody else living life while they're forced to be inside. I feel sorry for the youth of America today because they may not want reality, but they're getting a heavy dose of it. Okay. They can't ignore what's been going on inside or outside of their homes. And there is no refuge because there is no sports. Right. Right. That was um, very insightful for what you said. Very, very, very true. Dose of reality, which they need. You know what I mean? Because reality is what, you know what I mean? They're going to be going out, you know, into. That's what we prepare them for, for the world. I tell it to my son. I'm like, I kind of just give it to him straight. I don't talk to him in ways like, because we talk to you like a kid because you're a kid and Google got, you know what I mean? No. I said, because out there, they're going to tell you, you're going to hear worse. So what mommy is saying to you right now, looks like I'm hurting your feelings. But no, because what they, they're not going to care about your feelings. <laughs> And trust me, you're going to hear a lot worse. So it's better to hear it from me, you know. But uh, I, I truly um, believe, you know, what you just said about the lack of, you know, leadership. And as adults, look where we stand. So, yeah, it's got to be pretty hard. for I wouldn't want to be. You know how people say, what I would do to be young again or be, I would not want to be a kid again. I, I feel so bad because they already got so much as just kids acceptance and you know how kids their world is just so like oh you know and then to have to deal with the, they don't that they're not even they don't even have appropriate or proper leadership someone to look you know to look to to guide them in the right direction so lost would be a perfect word for it and they don't even know that they're lost <laughs> that's the the crazy part so yeah that's the unfortunate part yeah yeah you know, as I as, as I look at these kids when I'm in the uh, Zoom uh, meetings with them, the virtual teaching, I see it in their eyes. Oh, I see it. They even say it. They voice it. You know, they don't look engaged or interested. And you'll stop and you'll be like, what's wrong? What's going on? They're like, I just want to do something fun. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, this is not, this is not going to be an effective way. This is going to be our reality, but this is going to affect education in a major way if this is what we have to result to. They want, they want to be with their friends. You know what I mean? They want to, they just want to socialize. They said, they want to go back to school. And, and they, you can see it in their eyes. They are really lost. And they don't want no parts of it. You know, I feel bad for them. I'm not going to say I, I don't feel bad for them. I do have some empathy. However, you know, this has actually been slightly, slightly a good thing mm -hmm. for children in America. It's taught us to have some sense of compassion for people who are more fortunate and less fortunate than us. Yes. For people who are more fortunate than us, they're losing money. They're losing time. You got mom and dad is too focused on a career and just had you so that way they have a legacy. Now they're forced to be at home with their child and they yep. got to learn what being a parent's all about. For those less fortunate, people are losing money. People are losing their homes. People are losing time. Children shouldn't be scathed or affected by a pandemic 
allegedly, or by outside influence that they have no control over. But unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Yeah. We got to suck it up, Buttercup, because not everything's roses. Not everybody gets a prize. Not everybody gets the girl. Not everybody's prom queen. I think every now and then a healthy dose of reality builds character. Amen. Amen. And that's, uh, you said, empathy. And it's crazy because right before this happened and we shut down the schools, that was the, the, the battle every day for half of this school year was teaching these kids how to treat each other and have, and have empathy for one another. Because if you can't do that, it's kind of the teaching part. You, you can't really get to the teaching part. You have, it comes with more than just teaching them what's in the books and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Because they have to socialize. And, and it's, it's just way more to like teaching kids. And you just see them just constantly badgering each other, insulting each other, and they just, just won't stop, you know? And it's like every day it's, okay, you keep trying, you keep trying. And my thing was always trying to teach kindness, empathy, you know, learning, you know, knowing what it feels like to be in someone else's shoes, you know, shoes, you know, looking at somebody else's shoes and laughing at them and saying, you can this, 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 and that. And I'm like, hold up. I said, first of all, your shoes, those ain't your shoes. I said, your mama bought you those shoes. So you in the same boat, Tim, you don't have no shoes either. So let's just knock it off. And at least he has shoes on his feet. You don't know what he goes through when he's at home. You know what I mean? So you might, you know, and they kind of look at me and they're like kind of processing it that way, you know, because nobody obviously is teaching them when they're buying them these $200 pairs of shoes, you know what I mean? That you didn't, uh, you don't, you don't, this is something that you, you're old. I, hell, I'm not putting no $200 shoes on a kid, you know what I mean? That first of all, you don't even act right in school. You know what I mean? You've done nothing to earn it. You know what I mean? Do they still sell pro wings? Because that's what you're going to get. <laughs> okay. They don't know nothing about those pro wings. Come nothing, on now. Nothing. I remember I had one pair. I wasn't mad at my mama though, but we didn't wear no more pro wings after that. But it helped me to uh to appreciate any other shoe I had after that, even if it was a name brand. You know what I mean? I appreciated it because I remember wearing the shoes that weren't so, you know. But these kids these days, they get you take them out the hospital and you put your first shoe pair of shoes on a kid. Come out the hospital, they got some damn Jordans on. You know what I mean from the jump. You know, so it's like you 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 created this. You know, parents got to think of that. You have to the kids at school singing songs about can't even pronounce Gucci, spell it or none of that, and they're like, but they a hundred. It's all about the value of it, and that's why they feel like that's what they want or something like that. I had to bust that bubble too, but I mean, somebody created that little those thoughts. Nobody taught them that. This is just a so value. It's just an item, you know. It's just things. I've I've been down that road. I I remember going to school in my XJ nine hundreds and being <laughs> laughed at and, and being swindled and being talked bad upon. But that never stopped me from playing kickball or basketball. And there's nothing more satisfying than beating someone's butt in basketball in a cheap pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's gratifying. And it's still affecting me to this day because I, I would like to believe I'm a grown ASS man and I have 22 pairs of shoes and I'm lacking. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess things like that go a long way because I'll never go to where I only have one or two options. Uh, I'll never say that I won't be able to step out and wear the proper shoes for the occasions. 
And I love my $140 pair of shoes, my $380 boots, my $200 pair of dress shoes, and my $13 pair of, of slack shoes. I, I range because I've been there. I've done that. Just yeah. because I'm not there anymore doesn't mean I wasn't there. Right, right. Exactly. And, it, and you know that that's not who you are. You know what I mean? You're able to, that's, if that's what you want. Those are the things you like. And you're gonna get them, and and like you said, you you do love you like you you love your three hundred, your two hundred, and you know what I mean, pair your you know, the shoe. But you know that that is not who Alex Fleming is. It doesn't make you. You know what I mean? Those no. are what you have worked for to get, and that's what you choose. Cause that's that's the point I was trying to make too. Like I wore, I remember wearing the pro wings and the, and the ponies. You know what I mean? And these they was cute. At least I had a cute pair though. You know, but my shoes, I have a, a whole lot of shoes, but I'm a, I like Chuck Taylor. I like, I like Chuck's Converse, you know, and that's my choice of shoe. And uh, that's what I'm going to wear. And I'm going to go for the shoe just because I go purchase shoes that are, you know, the, the it shoe and versus the shoe that does not, because I have a few pairs of shoes that have no name on it and they're just, but that's for the occasion or whatever it may be. But I'm going to always buy that you're not I'm not going to buy the pro wings and that's my choice but I know that you know just kind of like what you were saying I I it's not because I think that I'm better than because I was there you know but I don't have to buy those anymore but I have to because I'll, I'll buy those I'll wear my shoes and I'll buy my son maybe some of those shoes maybe because he needs to know or maybe he can earn them and I need him to know what, it, what it's like to have shoes that Probably ain't of a value, but you can have them. But what are you going to do to get them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you going to earn them? You know, are you going to be better at taking care of shoes? That that stuff too. I'm not going to say here, I already told you at that stand, like already just put you there. And then that's what you think that you should get like all, all the time, you know? And so you don't want to settle for anything else. If that's the case, then you need to go get a job. <laughs> you know, How old is he? He just turned 13. But he's not Stuff. How are you going to get him to get a job? Now, come on now. What, throwing newspapers? Look. But see, at the same time, a job could be in the house. You know what I mean? You could, you know, decide, you know, they're your chores. Because some kids get it messed up. They feel like, well, I'll do this if you give me this. No, you're going to do this because that's your responsibility. Building character. But then there's those chores and then there's stuff that you could work for. You know? And you could create that yourself. If you have a goal, say, I want mama to get this right here. Well, just don't come over here asking me, like, I owe it to you. What you going to do to get it? Because I want you to know that it takes work. If I, keep, if I keep giving, that's what I see a lot of parents do. Keep giving it to them without them having to do anything for it. And then that's a whole other thing, too. You have to be very clear with kids what they can do for it. Because I see a lot of kids thinking, like, well, let me go steal something. Well, let me go do this. Let me take from somebody else because I want that. I've heard, had a lot of kids tell me that. Hey there, everybody. If you haven't heard of Anchor by Spotify, <laughs> well, you're about to now. Anchor is where you can create your very own podcast and it has all the tools that allow you to record, edit, right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. It's everything you need. Everything to make a podcast in one place. 
and best of all anchor is completely free seriously all you have to do is download this anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started you hear that anchor.fm to get started now what are you waiting for so you can have a podcast like me yes like me the world we live in miss singleton i'll be completely honest with you if i'm not talking sports people hate me i am not a fan or a friend of society inside the sports realm I have definitely made, built, and have a foundation on respect. You put in work, you get what you put in. Mm-hmm. Outside of sports, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> closet racists, bigots, hypocrites, Republicans and Democrats. I don't discriminate. I okay. call everyone out. I have right. friends on both sides and I live both lifestyles. I've seen the dirt in the Bible Belt of West Texas And although I'm living in the luxury of Central Florida, this relaxation isn't comfortable because some people are a hell of a lot more comfortable than others. Mm -hmm. Voices aren't heard. And I've marched in MLK marches with skinheads because they feel the same way that I did, but they were still judged. They weren't weren't attacked because they were with me, but they were still judged because they looked differently. Mm-hmm. The problem with our nation and the problem with our society is that everybody wants that life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but nobody wants the hard work to make it happen. Right. And when we have second generations, children, as you will, we raise them in our own image. Right. And if our image is corrupt, we're going to have corrupt and ignorant children. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why you have Mr. Menace to society who can be an influencer and the ladies love them, which is a problem all in itself, <laughs> yeah. but doesn't see the big picture, the retrospect. Uh, you should reach out to that child and have him watch Oz. That would be a hell of an eye opener. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my God. I started watching that when it came out, like HBO, I watched it, but at but as uh, I think it was last year, I paid it. Th- I really watched it. Like I couldn't stop. I went all the way to the very last episode. You know what I mean? It, it drew me in, and it, it uh, whoever the, that 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 series was genius, and it didn't sugarcoat nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it showed you if this is what you do, if this is what you want, then this is what you're. This is this is the reality. And it hit every culture, every, you know what I mean, race, anything from uh, sexuality and just, it just was, I, I couldn't, I, I, lo- I, I loved it. I don't love, love it like, you know, because that's some people's reality, but I loved it because it didn't take away, it didn't step away or try to make it for like, you know how a lot of shows these days, if you notice, there's not how it used to be. And it's more about uh, how it's not really reality anymore. It's like more about you have money, you have this, you know what I mean? Uh, and so this is the reality. So that's why kids want what they want because of what they see. They don't show them anymore, anybody from the bottom. You know what I mean? When it looks to have a TV show, somebody is poor, you know what I mean? And trying to make it. We don't have those anymore. You just jump from that straight into being 
famous or having all these likes. It's all about being liked, you know what I mean? Followed, you're, you're, you're important, you know, versus the values of life and not having very much, you know, but you still have your family and to still be able to be happy and smile and be grateful. So without that, then it, to them, it's like you're nothing and you're nobody. They don't care about, I had a whole little African-American child tell me, <laughs> without saying the word F-U-C-K, he said, who were we talking about? I think it was like, it was Black History Month, which we don't talk about in schools. They have completely taken that out. Uh, I think we were talking about, it wasn't Martin. I can't remember who we were talking about. But he basically said to look to me and said, F uh, him, you know, the struggle or what he went through. He didn't care. He's, he had no empathy for it. He said, I don't really care. You know, it was about what he wanted and, and what this person had went through or, or had gone through. He had no care in the world about any of it because it wasn't his world, wasn't his reality. And Oh, no, it's not his reality right now. He's not a threat right now. He's not a problem right now. He can't get arrested. He can get shot, but he can't get arrested right now. So, of course, he's going to be hard to reach because everything that you're telling him is oblivious. Yeah. Wait until he's a teenager, 20-year-old, 30-year-old. Yeah. He has to make that conscious decision whether to live in a world where he's incarcerated mm -hmm. or he's breaking his back just to barely make ends meet. Yeah. His dating struggles, yeah. voting, you know, going out in society and being treated as lesser than. Trust yeah. me, he's oblivious now because he's young and it's hard to tell the youth, hey, you want the truth? You better start wearing bulletproof. But right. you can't tell them that now. As sadly as it is, sometimes you have to experience some, the, some stuff to, uh, to get it. When it affects you, like we were saying before, a lot of people don't really care much about things unless it actually has affected affected them and it makes a lot of sense because they're kids at, at that too and there's a lack of experience there and then like you said when he finds out he's not a problem right now he's not a threat you know he doesn't know so when he gets out there in the world and it's not as kind to him as his teachers <laughs> as his parents you know what I mean and really realize that your shit stinks <laughs> like everybody else and when he's up against you know I, t I tell my son, and like, once again, I, somebody was saying, I like how you talk to your, your child. I told him, I said, they hate you because of your skin. They don't want you here. You're a threat. You know what I mean? And uh, while you're over there rolling your eyes, <laughs> you know, that's the reality. And I'm trying to set you up and prepare you, you know what I mean, for when you get out there, while, you, while your eyes are watering up, you know, I have to be hard, you know, because I'm single mom. You know, and I don't really cave into that. You know, it looks like I'm hurting your feelings. I said, but out there, they're not going to care about any of this. But this is the reality. And so that's, you know, I'm even right there. We would like it to be where we can talk to these kids and they don't have to experience that. But the reality is sometimes you have to, you know. And so what's going on right now with the pandemic and this, the, the rioting and all that stuff too, of course, one would want to protect their child from it and wouldn't want them to have to deal or, or be, you know, have to, be in this there's a healthy there's a part of it that's very needed and healthy for them to see and to experience knock them off that you know you know pedestal that they're on. I, I don't see how a kid could be on the pedestal but I think 
I could be in the minority here, but I think what's happening in our world right now is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Look, if you look at the history of our origins and how we came to be here, it took 600 years before any real actual change has occurred or starting to occur or come to light. We didn't come here by choice. Right. And the ones who did come here by choice probably didn't have the success that they were looking for. We've been an afterthought. We've been forgotten about. We've been invisible. We've been treated lesser than. We've been treated as the help. We've been underpaid, undercared for. And now that it's a world front. It's right. not a Minneapolis or Atlanta or Baltimore or Dallas or Seattle or Amarillo, Texas or Dallas, Texas or Kansas City or Miami or London problem. It is a unified front. Yes. And call me crazy, but I kind of like it. <laughs> You need chaos. You need chaos because peaceful protests do not work. I had to get into a little Facebook chatter with some ignorance, and I'm going to use that nicely, ignorant people who say, well, why don't you peacefully protest? Well, when Colin Kaepernick peacefully protested, you took away his job and his career. When LeBron James attempted to peacefully protest, you shouted him down off of ESPN. When uh, Taraji P. Henson used her platform to peacefully protest, you took away movies and auditions from her. When Sterling Brown and the entire St. Louis, Missouri community peacefully protested, you had cops with tear gas throw them at crowds of people. So no, in MLK's last days, he mentioned how peaceful protests weren't effective. And we're not working. And it was a shame that Malcolm X was able to reach more people through violence and negativity than through peace. Because peace gives you deaf ears. But if you burn down businesses and you break windows and you give people Facebook and IG posts to fawn over and you make sure that it's a global issue not just an American issue, but a global issue. You have people who pretend to be leaders in positions of power wanting to ban Antifa and make them a terrorist organization and want them to gather people that believe in him and start marches for the opposite direction of where this country needs to go. This is a revolution that we're watching. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I like that you said that because I'm one that could say, um, and as I said it though, too, I, I knew the reality was that peaceful protests don't work, but where I, well, my head, you know, that's why I like talking to different people because it's okay to, uh, to disagree or possibly see something different. You know what I mean? When you talk to somebody else, you know, and I think that's what it's about being able to, speak to one another and allowing each other to hear each other out, you know, cause you might learn something, you know, about one another, you know, that we have more in common now than what we think, 
you know, for me, I wouldn't have chose to uh, throw bottles of urines and burn things down and stuff. But on the other side of it, I understood why it was happening. I understood, completely understood. You know what I mean? Because it's like you said, this is the reality, you know, <laughs> that, that we live in. And unfortunately, that's how you get the attention. Because look at it. You, you're listening now, right? Me, I look at the the belong the bigger picture, the change. What what is it that we even want? Uh, and then how do we get there? This is grabbing the attention, I guess. Yes, but to me, I just felt like when I saw people of color, I saw us being so much. We're we're so much more than this, and we're so intelligent, and that we could deliver a message across in such a way where we first we don't first just jump into riot and loot you know there's a difference between the the rioting the looting versus you know there's some things you can just do it out (laughs) you can just do it out some things but you're going to get people like that that's fine and dandy but if you know where you're going with it you know what i mean and you know the bigger picture let's let's go there next so i guess it's about what's next what are we going to do next i'm just going to leave it because history repeats itself you know what i mean and the thing is we should learn from that and now what what can we do different to me it's kind of like insanity just repeating the same shit over and over again and expecting different results we have to do something different you got it's kind of like the remix it's like it's the, the different version of something and it's <laughs> the remix um, I don't believe that what we're happening currently is insanity. By definition, the insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah. We used to march peacefully. We used to hold peaceful protests. We used to do a million-man march and ask and request for freedom and equality. This isn't a request for equality. We're not begging for permission. I'd rather ask for forgiveness than for permission any day. This needed to happen a hundred plus years ago. Yeah, we're actually late on <laughs> our. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> we're late. Very late. This should have happened a long time ago. The perfect time for this to happen would have been the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there were more of them than us, and people would have been gunned down because they didn't believe in tasers back then. They believed in rubber hoses full of water and dogs who sended out people that looked like us mm-hmm. to incentivize and hurt us. Now that it's on a global stage, it's more of us. I saw what happened in Carolina. Uh-huh. And and they used well screw it. We're talking candidly. They used white women as a shield for the black protesters. Wow. You know how many people were arrested that night? Wow. That's wow. how people can use their privilege. Because you know, and I know, if I'm creating a ruckus, I'm going to be dealt with. Right. If I have people who don't look like me to stand for me, and I raise a ruckus, I agitate people to get on Facebook and Twitter and be annoyed. I want you to be uncomfortable. I'm happy that you're uncomfortable. Because you weren't paying attention before, you're paying attention now. Yes, exactly. Yep, that's how I feel. 
I tell people, I'm like, if I made you mad by listening to me, if I made you feel any of the emotions, I said, if I make you sad, cry, mad, happy, whatever, if I hate an emotion, you're angry, then I've done my job. Because now you do something about something, you know? And it's like, um, I, can, I can sit here and I can say that I have allowed, <laughs> no, no, you to, to help me see some things in a different way, in different light, and I appreciate it. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. Because I don't have the answers to everything. And I want to use my platform in an effective manner. You know what I mean? This is not just for me. I tell people, this is, I do, I have a show, but this is for everybody. You know what I mean? This is a, for, a place for anybody to come use their voice. And, is, and I'm willing to listen. And I'm willing to also have my, not, how can I put this? Not change like my mind, because my vision is still the same but to be able to understand, you know what I mean, where a person is coming from and to still grow from that, I find that to be very important because you've helped me to be able to keep whatever my message effective, not just stuck in my own thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just going to stick right here where I'm at with it because this is what I believe. You know what I mean? And it goes nowhere. But I have my, my vision. And I just allowed you to let to let to give me more to grow with, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and to be more because uh, I can be an ass sometimes, and uh, you know, and the words that you're choosing not to use, I'm like I say it all the time. I use ignorant. I'm like ignorant. <laughs> all those words, you know, because at this point I'm like shit. I mean, with the president, he says what he wants, you know what I mean? But you know, it's like a I, I, we're better than that. And that's why I choose not to. We're yeah. better than that. When, when people have atrophied their sense of compassion and decided to follow an immoral man, this man was immoral long before he was in a position of power. Long okay? <laughs> Let's just push that out of the way. This man had issues long before he had power behind him. Um, it just came out today that Anonymous has shown some reports in which he violated a 13-year-old girl in oh, 2016. No. But that's neither here nor there. I digress. Mm -hmm. When people chose to anoint a gentleman who shouldn't even be used in the same sentence as president or gentleman, they made their choice on what their future wanted to be by gaslighting and by showing revenge from the historic first Black president ever. Now, right. I'm not a racist, and I do not do politics. But what I've seen from the sports world is that fully eligible candidates have been passed by one too many times yeah. due to the fact of something that they can't control, and that's their melanin. Right. I've seen one too many times women being passed over for positions of not only coaching, but equal pay because... Mm -hmm. For some odd reason, an old doctrine that was written by men only assumes that they are the weaker gender. We have a lot of issues in this United States of America, and maybe complete and utter chaos is the only answer that's going to get us through and make us better. But don't stop with now. No, 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 no. Everyone who's affected, upset, pissed off, disgusted by everything that's been happening lately, oh no, it is your job. It is your duty 
Just show up in November and create change. Amen. 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 And I see a lot of people that um, come across that are stuck or in a place when it comes to that um, to November, you know, not really knowing. Because like you said, so many great candidates were passed by. And how did we come to a point where we're left with these two? You know what I mean? Like I've never, since the age, you know, I'm 41 now, but as 18, I've never like, you know, you'll find, you know, you'll be like, I can work with it. You know, this one, okay, all right. But these two, you're like, come on, I'll vote for that rock over there on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, am I like voting for the lesser evil? Like, you know, and I hear a lot of people saying like, well, this is my right to vote. Or how about we get a lot of people that say, hey, you haven't given me anything to vote for. So I don't vote and I affect, you know, I mean, the, uh, you know, the outcome or will I, or I do vote and I've just basically voted for someone that I know not here for me, doesn't, doesn't want me to be here. You know what I mean? So I come across a lot of people that don't know what to do with that because voting is such a awesome, you know what I mean? Because there was a time when we didn't, weren't even able to, you know, we didn't have that right. But before we even got here, I saw a lot of people wasting away this right too and didn't even care to vote. You know, which I found to be crazy to me because there was a point where we didn't have that right and you have that right. And so to act like it's nothing. And But now what the candidates in front of us to them and why should I have to whisk it away just because this is what you gave me. So I got to sit here and choose between the lesser, the one, I'm, I'm the one that probably is the better words, you know. You know, I respected this man on my show throughout this whole, I, I, I stand my show on respect, so I have to give it to, to all. You know, it's like anything would be better than him, but that sucks because that's not what it should be about, you know. I want to feel strong and, and, and proud and, and good about the vote, my voting rights and who I chose, who, you know what I mean, who I, you know, a person when they go to the polls and vote for somebody, they want to feel good about, you know what I mean, who, who is the option. And a lot of people don't really feel good. <laughs> I, look, about I felt that way in 2016. I felt that way in 2016. I, I honestly did not like either candidate. I did not like either candidate. But I felt it was my obligation and duty to mm-hmm. at least vote. Um, okay. 2020 has been a monumental year. Yes. Between the passing of Kobe Bryant. Yes, I'm telling you that played uh, a lot. This of- whole pandemic, pandemic count, the, take it however you will, however mm-hmm. you want to. Um, race relations, yay! <laughs> One conversation I hate talking about: uh, the Rooney Rule and its lack of contribution to the NFL since 2006. Uh, women's rights, women's organizations, uh, Planned Parenthood. People really should be paying attention to that. Yeah. And our current everyday politics being hijacked. We can't sit idly by while bullies are not only in the classroom or online or in our neighborhoods. Bullies 
right. are in our society. Yeah. And it's up to us as kids, teenagers, and adults and professionals to decide whether we allow the bullying to continue or if we stand up and fight for what's right. Now, mm -hmm. keep in mind, there's two sides on this door. The mm -hmm. people who have been in power are not going to want to let you in because they're nice and comfortable on their side. The people yeah. on the opposite side probably don't have a good significant way of barging in and getting in on the opposite side. If we had an open door policy, maybe we'd be able to communicate and come up with a better solution. And unlike 2016, there is a better and more viable candidate in 2020. What's going to happen with the backlash if this gentleman is voted out? Right. What's going to happen if he retains his power? We see the digression of society right now. What's going to happen if he wins again? Here's my point. When being bullied, we have a choice to allow the oppressor to continue yes. or we can retaliate. It's how we retaliate that truly matters. Yeah. Yep. And that's my whole, like, when I, where I come, my, you know, my thing is like a choice of how. You know what I mean? Because I see a lot of people, they, they say things, they're upset, they're this, they're that. And, I, and I've been saying this to people, I ask them, and I say it in such a manner where, because, you know, some people, some stuff, they, they don't really know how to answer it because a lot of people are not used to being, having that choice, you know, or somebody asking them how they feel. What do you want? You know what I mean? And as soon as you ask a the person, they're like, wait, what? Because I've been on the other end of that. But it's like, we could sit here and just watch it and then shake our heads and go, mm, mm. You know, but what are we going to do about it? And I've found that to be my question the, these past few weeks to a lot of people when we bring up these things and I go, so what are we going to do about it? <laughs> like, what? What are we going to do? And people don't even realize that they have a choice in doing something. Like, we all matter. They don't know there's no certain people that have the right to be able to have a voice or, or they're more important than you. We are all man sat here and told you that you were lesser than and put a label on you and told you that you're the uh the poor class and the middle class and that that matters to me you know you don't define me you know you know so i know that i'm important and that i can and and i i am just as valuable as the next person you know but i feel like i want people to realize that this is going to change if we do something about it but some people don't even realize that they have that choice to do something about that because they've been so pushed down and told and took in these things and believed them that they don't matter and that they're just sheep amongst, you know, just, you know, like waiting for somebody to tell them what to do with their life and, and, and their voice and whatever they do doesn't matter. And that's the part where I'm like, want people to realize you do matter and your voice matters and you don't like it. And you have to do something about it. And you said, what are you going to do about it? What you choose to do about it is different things. But our reality has shown, you're correct, that the peaceful protests do not work. And that's where I was sitting with that, too, because I said, I don't want to see this happening. But obviously, the peaceful is it. But I figured a peaceful person, at least you have the, uh, the mentality, you know what I mean? That's a start. I knew that wasn't it, because obviously that hasn't worked. But I said I could work with that, get common sense, 
I can't work with somebody that just is all over the place. But if I take that peaceful, now we got to turn it up a notch. You know what I mean? What are we going to do? We can't just sit here, keep going peaceful. Because as we saw for ourselves, I saw myself too, that they were still, they, that that peaceful wasn't working. It kind of, the peaceful went away. It wasn't, it wasn't effective. Nothing else. It was still like mayhem going everywhere. So I don't know. Um, I'm very happy that I chose to do this with you because you have opened my eyes to other things too. And, uh, I, I I hate talking about politics because when I woke up Wednesday, I wanted to watch the world burn. I really did. I am sick and tired of having to remember how many people who look like me or look like us who have been shot, overthought of, used, abused, or murdered for yeah. ignorant situations that give people who don't care about us, reasons to not care about us. Right. But now that the whole world is a stage, they can't say that. They can't do that. Right. And they're coming to find out that eventually, the majority is gonna become a minority. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in race wars. I don't believe in sex wars. I'm not racist, unless you're a midget. But that's a completely different story oh, altogether. I but I just, yeah, I know. <laughs> no. I'm taking cheap shots. With that like... being said, <laughs> Go ahead. with that being said, bullying starts from an oppressor telling a lesser where they stand. Mm-hmm. I think if everyone's on a level playing field, this planet would be healthier. It would be better. Yeah. We'd have a president like Keisha Bottoms and not like an Epstein. And I guess I'll leave that like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like what you just said about, you know, kind of like equal, like everybody's on the same, you know, and it's, it's not like that. People struggle with power and control and, you know, and I, what I see is a bunch of just like, you just want to keep control. And it's like, you got all this money, you got everything you want. Like, what the hell? You just, what's the problem? Like, you, you're good. So why does the world have to suffer? And you got everything you want and everything you need. And then I started really, like, thinking about it. And I was like, that's some, like, beyond that we can understand. It's, that's like a crazed person that just wants it so badly obsessed with control and power. You know what I mean? That they can't even see, you know what I mean? Like, anything different but to just stay in control but i was like but why does that have to come with stepping on shitting on everybody else you got all the money in the world can i get some too you know what i mean can i do me i don't want to be rich i don't need to be rich if it just happens okay but i would like to be able to say that i can live comfortably and do what i need to do and, and pursuit of happiness and 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 be fine and dandy but it just that's not the world we live in so you know and yeah, yeah, I, I completely see why the world, why you would feel the way you do and say, you know, this is a healthy, this was needed. Because I also felt that way kind of too when Donald came into, uh, you know, to where he sits and it was like, hmm, I said, maybe we need this to wake us up, you know, mm-hmm. and run his reign. Maybe people will get tired and sick and, you know what I mean, and do something, you know, because beforehand, was anybody going to, if this didn't happen, what do you think? Like nothing, nobody was just people probably just gonna just let things unfold, right? I don't. I think as it's right now, as me and you speak, 
we already knew after pandemic, nothing was ever going to be the same again. But after what, what we have seen all over the world, there's no way in hell things are ever going to be the same, right? Everything burns. Sometimes things have to burn down before we rise like a phoenix. Will we rise? Everything though? burns. Will this has been burning for a long time. This campfire started 436 years ago. This is nothing new. And we didn't start the fire, if I'm going to quote Billy Joel. No, we didn't start this fire. I'm just glad I've made it to an age in my life to where this fire has reached a tipping point. Yeah. We're not going to be ignored. We're not going to be minimalized. We're not going to be treated as secondary. And we're not going to stop. Yeah. You're going to give us a plate. And we're going to sit at the table, whether you like it or not. How we handle ourselves mm -hmm. after we get a sit at the table, mm -hmm. that's up to us. Different story. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And that's why I'm in my head. I was thinking, like, when we get there, if I was thinking if and when, because I, I noticed that a lot of things, when we get to a point like this sometimes, but I mean, I only, I'm not that old. I've been here 41 years. I know. Know a lot of people never seen this before, but I know that sometimes things will happen and people will quickly or slowly forget, and then it's like here comes history repeating itself, and it's nothing but this act of finding. And you said something. This was the we're at the tip. You know what I mean? And this is that uh, we're going. This is not going to just go away. We're not going to forget and just go back to regular because this is global. You know what I mean? And uh, what are we going to do next after we get? what we want, what we've been asking for, how we, do we handle it now? Because that's going to take some work and some change and you have to unlearn some things and you have to be willing to, people are going to have to be willing to accept some things, uh, work on some things, work on themselves, realize, okay, we got this, I had to, because I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, I, I wouldn't want to have to do this but we've got to do this. And it's not like the world gave us any other options. And I do know this. And I We're better it. than that anyway. We're yeah. better than that. We can't be an advocate and cry for change and not put in the work needed to make ourselves and our community better. Amen. Amen. This is getting the word out that we're sick and tired and fed up of being minimalized and being victims of systemic racism. That women and men should be treated on an equal playing field and not minimalized just because the men might suck in soccer and the women dominate, but we can't treat them with equal pay. That men who have kids are being marginalized against women who have all types of vendettas and use child support money to hook up their boyfriends and have fun with new Gucci purses. Hmm. This is a time where people need to have a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. Bullying's not right. Bullies in the White House do not get things done. Nope. Pandemics, pandemics, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whether it's real, whether it's fake, I'm not going to get into that argument, but just know you don't have the right to infringe on my rights on getting me sick. Right. And stop shooting and killing unarmed black man Amen. i take this a little bit personal if you couldn't already see that <laughs> right it's a time of change yep yep
it's so surreal because who's who would have thought you know what i mean like there's some people that you know that they're not here no more and they get to see this this time or this day and i never thought that i would be here to see it you know what i mean i never really thought about it but in the back of my head uh i don't know if it makes sense but as growing up and years has went have went by you know we can like let our lives get clouded with like oh i gotta pay these bills i gotta do this and i gotta do that and like with me i kind of always had this thing in the back of my head to where i would be like i don't really know how much this matters because that's gonna be a time where this this is gonna end or something's gonna i just felt like something's gonna happen you know and i and i don't know if that makes sense but that's this how my thinking was, you know, I wasn't really ran by all these things that people usually are ran by, you know, about where they're going to live, how they're going to pay this, how they're going to do that. It affects me, of course, even more now because I have a child. That's the real reason why it really affects me. But I always felt like I don't really know, you know what I mean, how much this matters because there's going to come a time where the shit hits the fan, you know, and, uh, I don't know how you feel, you know, if you, uh, like, uh, as far as believe it, you know, uh, have a relationship with God or anything like that. I'm not, like, like religious, but I do have a relationship with God, and I, and I do know that this is way bigger than any of us, and nobody has power, to be completely honest, you know, when it comes to him. But I just felt like that, this, that time is coming, and uh, any and everything that we thought or we were concerned about or these things that these materialistic things or just what the daily day-to-day worries of a person really ain't gonna freaking matter and uh so i don't know i'm just kind of tripping out a little bit because i didn't think i'd be here to see some i didn't know where i'd be you know to see this even starting it's happening it didn't even happen a long time ago it didn't it doesn't matter if you read the bible quran or pit cotton I think all of us knew that we had an existential purpose. Maybe our purpose was to be in this time era to watch and document what happens around us. And I'm not going to sit on the sidelines. When I went to the NFL Combine, I was one of 10, if you know what I mean. And there were hundreds of reporters there. What would have happened or how would it have been if I wasn't a representation of our people. Better yet, what opportunities would I have missed if I wasn't there and present for those days in Indianapolis? Now you could take that and transcribe it to the day's times. You have bullying, you have censorship, you have misogyny, and you for damn sure have racism. When is enough enough? I think the world is calm like a bomb now and I have popcorn. I need to go and buy some potato chips. I want to see how it all un- unfolds. I'm safe in my bunker. I'm surrounded by people who, if they don't love me, at least care for me. I have a job. I'm not getting kicked out. I'm not getting evicted. And I'm healthy. I'm all negative. No coronavirus for me. Oh, well. I am running out of alcohol. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I seen you too, your friend over there. Like, <laughs> I was like, they're getting kind of low. They're getting kind of low. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I didn't know really how this or where this was going to go. You know what I mean? I'm happy that I, some, at that moment, things happen for a reason. 
it just struck a chord with me like you need to call, contact him now you need to just go ahead and put it in there and ask him to come on you know and uh um and at this time too because i just feel like i'm forever changed you know i'm i'm, I'm always like i'm very like in tune with different i'm i'm not really people say that average person i don't know what that means you know what i mean and god or whatever designed me how he wanted to design me and i'm grateful for it you know what i mean but i'm just i just always am very happy if that's the right word to use, if I'm able to speak to another human being and actually be able to talk to them, have things that you probably were different and different about, but obviously that didn't even matter because we're still where we're at. And we have, I think possibly the same, we want to see the same shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just very enlightened and happy that this happened because you gave me I just want to let you know, you gave me something more than I had before to go with, you know, on my, because uh, I'm definitely not going to sit on the sidelines, but to go with when I am trying to deliver a message or whatever it is, you opened another door for me to make sure that I wasn't shutting any doors from to seeing a bigger picture just because maybe it wasn't the way I would do it, you know? And so I could say that that has changed for me. And I kind of get it now. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes you have to do some really, I'm going to say it, I don't cuss a lot on my show, some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? That's what it's called, sacrifice. We have to do, you know what I mean? And, and whatever it may be, to get the message or get it across, but it's what you do from there on out. When you get, when you get there, then what are you going to do next? I... Uh... I'd like to put this in closing that people say it's easy on top, but can you stay there? My post question to you is, it's easy to sit on the sidelines. Are you willing to get dirty to get the change that you want? Yeah. Yep. I've been getting dirty. I'll get down and dirty. And my position in the sports world is only going to increase. I am in no way, shape, or form happy with my position in the sports world. I won't stop until they got to pry me off the chair of sports center. But until I reach that goal, I'm going to be a nuisance in your back. I'm going to be the rock in your shoe. I'm going to be that piece of corn that breaks your tooth on one of your molars <laughs> until you let me in. Amen. I like that. You're a beast, Alex. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know where it was going to go with you. I could through just reading some of your like texts and stuff. I got a sense of what's the word. And you chose, you actually used the word, but I wasn't thinking it, but, but you used the word asshole. Okay. Didn't say it. You see, you weren't going to say it. And I didn't think you were an asshole, but I, I could tell, I said, Oh, he doesn't mess around. <laughs> like kind of like straight to the point, direct. And uh, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. I, I could tell that just through the text alone. And I said, okay, I got it. Let, 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 let me see what happens here. When you and let your shield down, people take advantage of you. I, yeah. I, I am a nice guy, but you can't be nice in this world. Yeah. I, I can completely say honestly that I've gotten more dates being an asshole than I <laughs> ever have being a gentleman. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> But I don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> but I get it. I said, there's a story to him. I said, let me figure Let me meet him. Let me figure out what's going on. Because there's a reason why 
he is the way he is. And I don't know how I read that, but then we started talking and you said it now and I got it. I completely got it, you know, so not what I expected. I mean, I'm even more flattered. I'm like busted out the drink and everything. I was like, oh, this guy's cool. Miss <laughs> 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 Singleton, let me ask you a question. You're in beautiful California. What do you see happening around you in your city and your jurisdiction right now? Um, I know that where I came from, because I left home and uh, went on the staycation somewhere, the freeways, uh, you know, people are on freeways, blocking off freeways, a lot of people. Um, I know as soon as the, uh, you know, um, the murder of uh, Mr. Um, Floyd, like the next day, because I live, I live directly across the street from the police station. I can go, psst, they can hear me. Like, that's how close I am to them. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of protesting, you know. And th in this area alone, this, it's, they're known for, because I live in an area where you'll find Somalians, uh, Hispanics, Blacks, Asians. It's a mixture. And that's another thing I like about it. And so you just, it's just a lot of protesting. I haven't seen anything wild and crazy yet. You know what I mean? At all. Like, at all whatsoever. But... I know that when not there's other parts of um, where we are that I heard that people were kind of getting out of hand and, you know, but from what I see across the, the world and where I'm at in California, in San Diego, I haven't seen it yet, <laughs> you know, but in San Diego, a lot of people, what I'm noticing, they're really, really pissed, you know what I mean, about the, there's, I guess there's this choking law or whatever, but that in a lot of places was taken away. And in San Diego, it hasn't been. I didn't know that, you know what I mean? And, you know, I didn't, but now I know. And um, so a lot, of, I can hear a lot of mothers saying here in San Diego, they were upset and they talked about one that just happened not that long ago of being choked. And it's a, a law, like in some places it's been taken away. And in San Diego, it hasn't been. And so from where I sit and that's what's going on now, where we are, you know, but I'm not surprised if it doesn't go any further, if you know what I mean. But right now, it has to, it's centered around a lot of a police, um, how police treat African-Americans here in San Diego. And uh, people are now, I can see it, like people are coming out. They weren't saying it before. Now they're like, they're tired, you know? And so, uh, but no one has gotten crazy during this whole process so I don't know what that means but that's what I'm seeing you know and I'm just trying to figure out it's happening so fast you know where where I sit like I see some people like that I know I hear that they're going out there and and I had somebody say you know you, you might not have chose what that person decided to go out there and do but I said the first step is though they did something <laughs> you know what I mean it might not have been your choice but he did something effective. He got up and he went to do something versus staying home and sitting on the couch and just not doing nothing. You can be like, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. That's not, that's not the way, you know what I mean? But, but he did something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I know I can't sit on the couch or nothing like that, you know? And I have my show, you know what I mean? And that I'm definitely gonna, <laughs> and you didn't share with me. <laughs> Um. <laughs> this is my day off, boo. I, I work, I write, and I tolerate. You know, I tolerate the ignorant people I work and serve. 
I write every chance I get. I appear on shows, even if they're not mine. And I try to become a positive voice. Yeah. I have a lot of people who don't like me because they don't have mud to sling at me. I like that. I <laughs> like the fact that my haters are provocated by my success. And I'm nowhere near done. I'm like Jason and Friday the 13th. You can't kill me. Right. I will come back. <laughs> I will come back. I'm working on a piece right now about Matt Ryan. And due to what happened this week, ironically, I have to extend the piece. Because I believe, unlike Cialis or Viagra, Matt Ryan can't, quote unquote, rise up to the occasion. But that's sports. This is life. This is bullying. And I believe Hispanics, Asians, women, other minorities, and for damn sure, Blacks, African-Americans, Haitian-Americans, Jamaican-Americans, and people of color have been getting bullied by systemic racism for far too long. And I think, albeit, I don't agree with all of the looting. I don't agree with the looting. Yeah. <laughs> but the rioting and the protest, oh, bring it on. Bring right. it on. That's primetime TV. <laughs> right. For sure. I appreciate um I also want to say I appreciate you uh taking time out because it's your day off. So very honored that you, you know, put that time aside to uh hang out with me. <laughs> and uh it was very much appreciated and not your I appreciate you. You know what I mean? I I just met you. I don't, you know, know you and you say people don't like you and all that. I like you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you for you. You you're, you're you. So, you know what I mean? And I appreciate if that's who you are and I appreciate your your persistence and how you do life and how you own the fact of if you want something, you're going to go get it. And and you're gonna, not going to stop until you get it. And I like that. My mother always taught me, closed mouths don't get fed. Yep. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You never know. If you, you never know. If you got to open up. Okay, nobody got ESP around here. <laughs> what you thinking? <laughs> I'm not reading minds. I quit reading minds in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I thank you so much. Um, are you okay with me uh, to say Alex or Mr. Fleming or... Alex, 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 we've had a nice hour and a half conversation. We're past that whole Mr. Fleming stuff. <laughs> you make me feel old saying Mr. Fleming. Call me Alex. Alex, yes, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like I, I've made a a friend, you know what I mean? And hopefully, you know what I mean? We could, you know, continue, you know, a friendship. And I, I do, I, I appreciate you. Uh, I keep saying that because I just have this, this, thing inside of me this burning desire where I feel like I, I feel even more I know where I need what I need to do and you help me with that and uh you're welcome here I know my show isn't you know it's not you know it's but this is the thing Alex I, I could sit here and say you know I know my show is just little it's not the the greatest thing going but after talking to you your show is the shit and if it's not it's gonna be the shit you know what I mean? Until I get it there. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, know, I'm redefining yeah. the craft myself. Anytime that I could be on your guest in your show, I would be honored. People have to realize it takes a lot of courage to do what you do. You know, Miss Singleton, don't stop. 
And if you ever lack inspiration, think of all the people who are voiceless. You're not voiceless. So now it's your obligation and your duty to make sure that other people are aware. Amen, amen to that. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Alex. And uh, anytime, if there's anything I can ever do for you, don't be a stranger. Reach out here. Check out Brandon Singleton's show, Trying to Make a Change. We talked about bullying. Hey, she's going to keep it moving. And I'm sure this won't be the last time you'll hear from me from Miss Singleton. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you. This is Alex Fleming, the man. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Did you guys have a great time? You know, once again, I say I appreciate you all and thank you because I couldn't do it without you. Um, let's just uh, give a great thanks to Alex Fleming and you're amazing, awesome. I had a, such a great time and I'm definitely hoping that you will return in the future. So uh, let's uh, arrange that, okay? Um, thank you so much and thank you to everyone. Keep tuning in to um, Brandy J. Singleton. <laughs> I don't forget my own name, guys. Hello. <laughs> Let's try this again. It's Brandy J. Singleton, the world we live in, aka a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I'll be back. Peace. <laughs>